Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. Stash Podcast, it's your boy Rob from COTV, Pigeons 420, and Mr. Grow It, also known as Chris, the Grummies over here. Hey. What up, boys? Living the dream, going? gentlemen. I'm good. Vita Loca, man. Chris, Back how you for doing? another episode. That's right. Here we go. Feeling here good. we go. And uh, another great one in the books for us as well. One I think that we're all going to have a little bit to add to this one because we're all in three different areas. And, yeah. And uh, I think I'm we're going to have three different kind of perspectives and legalities to uh, to discuss but uh, what are we talking about today? Talking about the caregiver system or becoming a caregiver and having patience. And this is for the medical people. Now, some states are just, or some areas are just wreck. Totally, I get that. But other places have medical programs. And within those medical programs, they have these caregiver systems. And essentially, the caregiver is the person who will cultivate the plants for the patient. The patient being the person who consumes on the medical side. So... Some states have very open uh, medical programs. Other states are more restrictive, and some don't have any sort of caregiver patient program at all. And how they go about it and how a person would go about getting into that is different. I know early on in Michigan, it was like a career for some people. You could have your overages being you know, donated to the uh, dispensaries, and they would give you donations for that in terms of cash. <laughs> and... That was a career for a lot of people, and some people still are able to do it, but it's not what it used to be. And I think that's where it was cool and it was open, and it seemed like, holy shit, I can't believe I can legally do this. I can be a grower. I can have five patients here in Michigan, five patients, 12 plants per patient, and you're able to just give them two and a half Zs per uh, per month or per harvest. And so at that, at that point, that, that's a taboo one we'll talk about later on what you give them, but um, at that point, people would have so much extra, so the dispo is where they would go or black market and it became a thriving thing here in Michigan and I knew so many people who were caregivers and would just be buying people cards they'd have like this old random person as their patient who doesn't even care is like oh, I'll be your patient and it was an industry and I think that's where it may have turned a little and it, it got abused a little and they ended up pushing things but when I talk to people about the caregiver system it's so different here than what it is in other states it's in other areas you know, how does it, for, for you know, keeping it in the States, Chris, how's it over there in Nevada? Uh, man, what you're talking to me about is all foreign. In my state, you can't grow as a caregiver. So it's basically caregivers, you know, first of all, what is a caregiver? Someone who is in charge of taking care of a patient who suffers from a chronic medical condition. That's kind of how they um, describe it here in my state. So um, you can be, it can be anybody as long as they're over the age of 18 and the medical patient's physician approves of that person. So that's kind of a big thing here. Uh, only one caregiver is allowed per patient. Uh, caregivers are allowed to... What's that? Even felons can be caregivers there? doesn't say anything against that. Yeah, everything I read about it's that, it doesn't positive. say anything about, against that. Um, caregivers are allowed to purchase medicinal cannabis on uh, patient's behalf, right? So they can go into a dispensary, They've got a, their caregiver card or whatever, some sort of identification that they're a caregiver. They're allowed to purchase on a medical aspect of it. In my particular state, as a medical patient, you can buy up to two and a half ounces um, per, uh, I forget what it is, a 30-day period or a week period, a two-week period, whatever it is, um, but it's in a certain um, time frame. Uh, but they have to be registered with the state. So basically, when you're a medical patient, 
and you apply for it, it's like a $25 registration uh, application fee, then $75 for the year, um, you list on the application who your caregiver is going to be. And for me, when I was with my physician, I filled out the form right then and there. I didn't have a caregiver, but the physician, again, would have to approve that caregiver. Um, so that's, that would be done at that point. And then it goes to the state registry program, uh, Nevada Department of Health and Human Services, Nevada Division of Public and Behavioral Health. Um, so those are the ones that kind of handle it in my state. And each state is different. It varies uh, from state to state. And one thing before we move on is I just want to mention that if somebody is wondering what the laws are in their state for caregivers or even what the laws are for cultivation, you know, medical or recreational, a great resource is normal website, N-O-R-M-L dot org. Go there. You can actually, right on the top bar, it says state laws. You click on that. It shows the map of all the states. even includes Guam, Virgin Islands, and Puerto Rico. And you can mm -hmm. click on that and find out all the details about what the state laws are. So highly recommend going to that. I actually went to that website before I even came onto this podcast um, so I could make sure that I'm relaying some accurate information. But the laws are always changing. So um, somebody could watch this video a year from now, two years from now, things could be different. So I always recommend going to that website to get the most up-to-date. They're pretty up-to-date when it comes to that avenue. But it's completely different from my state to your state, Rob. It seems like it doesn't Insane, say anything man. in my state about growing at all. And the yeah, fact that I can only have one patient under you as a caregiver it sounds like in your state you can have five more than that right five and you could grow a shitload of fucking plants man it's insane and then you can carry more so per card you have you can carry 2.5 ounces on you so that was for me back in the day that was the biggest thing so i'm like i never just have two and a half z's on me <laughs> so i was like i gotta have a patient and i was very fortunate that my mom and my dad right away were my patients so you know and they live in separate areas so it worked out i was like hey i gotta grow here grow there t -t -t -t. It worked, but so in Canada, it's it's got to be it, in the it, ballpark. It's, it's very similar. Yeah, it's very yeah. similar. We can we can grow for our patients. Um, it, the, and, and the rules that are applied to um, those that are growing on their own would just apply to the or apply, applies the same to as someone who's growing for somebody else. So if somebody has a prescription for, say, uh, myself is six grams and I can do thirty two plants. So if someone else has six grams, I could also grow 32 plants. Like we could match their prescription. Um, there are there are limits to which how much product you can you can um, store and maintain on your person at any given time. Um, it does vary from from province to province as well. Um, but typically speaking, it, like we're talking large amounts, and that's that's the freedom that you get. Like it's somewhere up in the ballpark of like like equivalent of three pounds um, worth of if we're for traveling for traveling if you're going um, between provinces like you can you can pack to go kind of thing you know um, but bags, there is huh? like a 30 yeah <laughs> hockey bags yeah right there is like a there is like a a, a a a I believe there's like a 30 gram personal limit so if I'm walking to and fro you can only have like 30 grams on you at any given time um, now, as as Chris mentioned, these laws change can change so fast, especially as you see more and more states slash provinces legalizing and taking different routes as they carve out their own cannabis path, you know, and economy. Um, but I, I think I think what 
I think it's what's important to notice it, if you have the opportunity to support a grower or somebody in, local that can that can be your designated producer, I think that's a hundred percent the way to go. Um, you're going to have access to most of the time you have access to the process in terms of um, seeing it as it grows. You'll know who's putting the time and the effort in. It's a great it's a great idea rather than being subject to a producer. Well, I grow for patients, and I'll have, I'll grow a couple cultivars that I don't personally love, but for the patient, you know. And and now I have less patients. I just have my my mom, and my dad, but they both do have their own ailments, you know. So my mom dealing with heavy anxiety, having carpal tunnel arthritis in her hands. She's always doing accounting work too, so she's sore. So I'm like, all right, I need to have something that's really going to help with the pain and the anxiety in that sense, but also something she likes to smoke and taste well. Cause she smokes as much as as I do, <laughs> and then my dad, he's you know, now like four, like three and a half months sober from drinking. So he's just realizing what he likes for certain particular cultivars before, but his butt is butt. He didn't care. Now it's like certain ones give him, he's like, I feel kind of stressed when I smoked that one. Or like this one made me feel sleepy or this and that. And I'm like, yeah, see, so now I'm trying to find the right one for him. And I, I see some caregivers doing it right in that sense where it's like, they're taking care of their patient. They're making sure that they, they only keep on what's going to help them. They grow it properly. You know, I'm not going to argue between organic or mineral-based there. I don't think there's any ethical argument there. Some people will think, only clean organic meds from a cancer patient. It's like, yeah, there's no science that says that mm. these, unless there's no heavy metals that are in it, unless you're taking care of your plant properly, there's no science there. But what I really think is the biggest argument is taking care of the patient. I know too many people who just do it as an industry, and they're like, all right, I got five patients. Fucking, they're paying me X amount for my shit. I'm already killing them, trapping. It's like, what, motherfucker? No, take care of your patients. Take care of your people. If you got somebody who's got a real ailment, there's no reason they're paying you top dollar for their their meds. Right. If anything, have them come over and help you trim. Have them come over and help, if they can physically. Have them help you grow a little bit or kick in a little bit. There's a, a service fee. I completely understand it's not free, but when you're looking at anybody, like you got to be real stupid. I don't care. Don't fucking lie to me. Chat and comments. I go see someone's already lying to me on my phone. If you've got a scenario where you're growing that much. Do you think you're running out of, of meds after that two and a half Z's goes to your patients? Do you think you don't have extra? you think it's not going elsewhere? There's a lot more lucrative side for the, the caregiver than there is for the patient, regardless. Even if it's like, oh, I'm getting free bud. Free two and a half ounces off of 12 plants. 12 plants. So, And that's from Michigan here. And people will argue with me all the time. Like, no, but caregiver, this I've been a caregiver. Don't fucking tell me. I bet I've done it for a decade. Like, I know. I get way more than two and a half ounces from 12 plants so if all i have to do is give it to that patient now i can grow 12 more plants that's huge for me because i smoke a lot back when i could deal with dispensers i had a lot of overages that was huge and it was it was an industry but it got exploited and i feel like not just from the, the caregiver but from the corporate industry as recreational comes along and legalization sweeps the nation there is less of a need for caregivers for some people and it's not real that's bullshit but they think it's not. When there's more dispensaries and there's more access to it, people aren't renewing their medical cards constantly. So they're like, well, I can grow 12 plants anyway here in Michigan. Why do I need my medical card? Well, your rights, for one. For two, it's killing a program. You're going to look at, like, Oregon, I know, and in um, a lot of places, they're, uh, the people who are renewing their cards is dwindling down to nothing. Because it's like, why would I spend more money when I already can grow legally and I already can smoke it? Like, what's the yeah, point? The, the, well, the idea for me was there's so many more benefits to being legal. You know, it's like I or sorry, 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 being medical. medical. Um, 
rather than just recreational because I, I that was a that was a question that I kind of now we're a little off topic but that's a question that I kind of t tossed around myself was do I keep do I maintain a medical prescription which costs money or do I just fall into the legal system but Correct. the medical side of things is so much more forgiving in terms of the amount that I can possess at any given time, the amount that I can I can I can have in my home, even the amount I can grow in the province that I'm at. Legally, we can't even grow, or in the unless law. you're medical, right? Unless you're well, see, medical, yeah, it's more strict there. So, he, so what if you get pulled we, over there? What is the law for DUIs or for um, operating while intoxicated? Medical for cannabis, yeah, cannabis. Well. See, it, it, it's like it's not necessarily it's it, it, driving while weed isn't really a, uh, a, a a thing here. You know, God, it's like Canada, if you're thank you, Canada, if you're, you're, if you're driving right. like an idiot, that's just that's that's reckless driving, careless driving. You can frame that up to anything. You know what I mean? Um, but driving while weed is just not really a thing. Driving while weed, I love that. In Michigan here, it was uh, I believe a nanogram. If you had recreational site, if you got pulled over and they found in your blood, because they do a blood test, and you think it was a nanogram of THC in your system, you can get an OWI. If you have a medical card, and they've changed the laws. they've Luckily, they've pushed it now. but uh, And they probably changed next. Someone's going to watch this in a year. And like, it's different now. Right, but, and um, it will. They'll, they'll now, watch your medical card, they, they'd have to prove that that is somehow, uh, you know, fucking up your driving. Is this really affecting your driving in a negative way? And there's no way to really prove that. So most times those cases would be thrown out. The recreational side, you've got no, no backing, no nothing. Even when it comes down to, uh, like, parenting and cannabis, like we talked about before, CPS is going to be a lot harsher on some stoner compared to the medical patient. I've seen it firsthand, where the guy who's just growing, who's partying and is whatever, there's just, I mean, they're on him like flies on shit. And he's honestly the more up-and-up -up guy than the one who's got his medical card. It, there's lawyers involved, there's rights, there's this, there's that, you're infringing, you're discriminating. And I think that's because it's medical. It's it's there's a whole different, you know, stigma really attached to that. Where it's like, hey, this is, you know, Beth Ann who's sick and she had leukemia and helped her with that. And here's fucking Rob the Stoner who just gets high and smokes blunts with tobacco wrapped around it, and drinks coronas at night and plays video games. You know what I'm saying? Like it, there, there's less of a safety net for you in that sense. So I think that's where it is beneficial to keep it. But financially, it's more lucrative not to for a lot of people. They're like, fuck it. I'd rather just grow my plants for free. Right. I'm going to pay, right. but that's in Michigan. And to know, somehow Michigan's tie different. this and somehow to tie this back into, uh, into, um, caregiving. Uh, patients and caregiving. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, there, there are there. people, there are people that can't get into it on their own. Like no matter what the, what the case is, whether you're, um, uh, uh in a, in a position of dis disability where you can't like, you know, growing weed is not an easy task in terms of physical work you know it is a lot of physical work bending over lifting watering cans lifting the pots moving shifting you know it, it, it's a lot of work and um there's definitely a, a need for patients uh, or uh sorry for caregivers um i myself i've never been a caregiver um i don't think i could i don't want somebody's I don't want the responsibility of somebody's medication on my hands. I'm just some ignorant, you know, just ill-experienced guy who's growing weed. <laughs> and it's like the last thing that I need <laughs> is, is to be peddling in someone else's medication. 
But you see, you're like I mean? 10 so, steps ahead of the yeah. next. Like if your neighbor, or prime example, if your wife said, hey, go well, buy I a fucking my spider farmer tent. If you, if you, there you if go. You, so if you my will. mom's caregiver. My mom can grow plants, but she's right, right, busy. Right. And she, my like dad, my, he struggled. That's why yeah, I'm But his, the thing his, is, is that like I, I, that, I understand that concept. And I think in a way, yeah, yeah, we are caregivers in that sense. Because, yeah, my wife has no real um, hands-on experience with what goes on in the garden. But benefits very highly from my work. However, my work has evolved with us. You know, it's like I've kind of gotten to know her and what she responds to and what, you know, what calms her. And the reality is, is if I had someone come to me and say, Pigeons, I'm suffering from depression and anxiety and I got a nervous twitch. And I would say, okay. Go to the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what... If unless they came to me and said I respond very well to a a cookies or a a, a an AK forty seven I don't know I, or a heavy sativa or you know or something with like a a limine or some kind of terpene or cannabinoid that really resonates with with their ailments I, I, I would be lost I'd be lost Yeah, well, there's a fine line there, right? You're not a doctor, right? So like, exactly. if they're asking you about medical conditions and what could potentially help you, I think legally you have to refer them over to a, a doctor point. at that point um, for a specific condition, uh, you know, what their recommendation would be to, to heal that. Um, but, you know, you guys talking about the, the caregiver being able to um, grow for the patient, um, I, I'm really surprised that in my particular state, that's not a thing. And I'm, I'm sure there's other states across the U.S. where the caregiver can't grow for the patient. And what if the patient isn't able to physically grow on their own and the strain that they are or cultivar that they need for their ailment, uh, for, for their issue, isn't available in the dispensary. And kind of going into the medical um, laws in my state, I'm actually only able to grow as a medical patient if the strain is not available in a local dispensary. So uh, that's one of the things that kind of like what the loophole, I guess you could say, is I have to grow strains that aren't available that will help with my medical condition. Now, if the person has a medical condition, they can't physically grow and it's not available in the dispensary, what do they do? You know, the caregiver, it doesn't say anything about the caregiver being able to, to grow for them, which is, wow. which is kind of crazy. So I'd like to see some change there. But going back to kind of what Pigeons said about growing as um, a caregiver and um, how you should support your caregivers, I kind of have a question for you guys. So say you're a medical patient, right? And you want to support your caregiver. You want to go through a caregiver. Testing is a big thing in my state. And I know it's a big thing in a lot of states, right? They get a test for mold, uh, you know, microbial tests. They've got heavy metal testing, all that stuff. Dispensaries go through that. Uh, they can't put anything on the pro on the shelf unless it's been through testing. Is that the same standards for caregivers going to medical patients? Personal or is there no ethical. testing that needs to be done? There'd be no testing, and I think that would wow. be well. Depends like, on the person. Immediately, just the way you say it, it's like yeah, that 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 is very fishy. But I think what's important though is, you're 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 you have a choice, right? Do you do you take the government subsidized, over treated, because because there's a lot of um, 
processes that are involved, like gam- like radiation, for example, like ra- irradiating bud. That's a thing. That's a thing, and it's and it happens on a mass scale. Yeah. Say what? Uh, yeah, yeah. One of the selling points. I'll digress. Remember what my point was. Let's do it. One of the selling points to the weed that I just bought the other day was that they fill it with nitrogen. It's nitrogen filled containers to maintain freshness, and I was like, ah. Okay. No, that okay. makes sense. Like, That's I understand, innovative. I understand, like, I breathe in a lot of uh, nitrogen, but fuck, like, that just, uh, as a guy who doesn't, uh, like, I, I have a very specialized and very well-formed, very technical tinfoil hat, okay? And it's when nice I hear that I you fucking, it, when you tell me that there's nitrogen and there's radiation and, sh- like, no! But anyways, um, the, it, you're, you're, you have a choice. Do you take the government irradi- irradiated bud that's tested... <laughs> For what, Lord only knows. Or do you do you take the choice of going going locally and purchasing it from somebody who may or may not have a, a reputation to the source? I think the same thing can be applied to like a farmer's market. You know what I mean? When you go to a farmer's market, the the vegetables that you're getting, the the fruits, the 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 uh, the, the baking, that stuff hasn't been tested. It hasn't been regulated. The 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 the, peop- the bakeries weren't monitored by health and safety regulatory bodies you know so well, to some extent not fda though like they're not making a the trade each batch you're making you're making you're making a trade right so it's like but yeah i, I guess if you didn't know where you were getting your source of weed from well they play so they want to pick the caregiver's brain yeah. on how, what they sure. how they Home, grow homework would be definitely obviously environment. inspect the, the cannabis final product, right? Break it open, make sure there's no uh, bud rot in there, or mold in there, right? Um, yeah, so you definitely got to do do your due diligence mm-hmm. because... Well, uh, here in Michigan, we've got... I guess, man, I don't know, maybe I, I got a good circle, but a lot of people I know test their shit. They get it tested. A lot of people do. So it's mm-hmm. it's like crazy. He's like, no, caregivers will. It's like, eh. a lot A lot of them do. For It's a bragging right to say, oh, this percentage, that percentage, this percentage... You know what I'm saying? Like that's where a lot of people do it here because there's so many fucking caregivers. So there are different tests. You might be t- you're talking about what THC and terpene type yeah, tests. Yeah, and they'll go do those tests. But a lot of times these companies like Iron Labs, which I can't, don't have a lot of great things to say about them anymore because they've gotten into some scandals. But a lot of us caregivers used to use them, and you can pay for the basic test of like your cannabinoid test, but you can also do for your heavy metals and, and contaminants too. And it's not that much money. It's more about having to give up the product that sucked. But again, for twelve plants per patient wasn't that big a deal for most of us at that time but i still know a lot of people who get it tested but more in the aspect of cannabinoid content so that's where i think my mind was going toward yeah so i've yeah, never and seen I, and you know i was thinking clean, but i've never seen a dispensary say zero gm you know what i'm saying like how you see from a uh you know right. low sodium zero gmos yeah, they're not like tested with zero stuff. heavy metals or the you know what i'm saying well that's so the, a base requirement right? yeah it's there, like the basic knowledge but then you've got microbe testing so like uh, here in Michigan, it's totally different where you can't have, um, they're worried about mold and things like that. They treat it like tobacco heavily. So there's not many organic growers here at all. Everybody's doing hydroponic or aeroponic for the most part. And the caregivers aren't. And that's where the argument came in to stop caregivers from dealing with the dispensaries is these guys were like, hey, it's not clean meds. It's hit or miss. Some people are, some people aren't. The testing facilities they use aren't legit, even though they also used iron labs. Um, it just is pretty fucked up because... They generalized it, and they said, well, these five caregivers here had dirty meds. 
But then all these other ones, like fuck all these other ones who get tested at the same facilities that we do and pay the same prices. The difference is, is they paid all the money for licensing and the zoning and regulations, and so they felt entitled to it. And like we're we're providing clean, safe meds. These guys aren't. And that's Green Peak who did that. We talked about them before. Fuck them. And a lot of us caregivers do test our shit. So it was like, are you fucking serious? What? Or and a lot of the people I, I know grow organically. They dealt with the dispensaries. So it was another thing where I'm like, how is this? Heavy metals? What the fuck you talking about? Like they made a jammed heavy metal on the way there, but I doubt it was anything that like it. So yeah, the generalization it, 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 of us, the caregivers, it's become a stigmatized like the criminals in the thing. And I'm like, what? These guys are good. No one's harming anyone. There's no poison. Well, and I think, and, well the thing is, is it, just the even the program that you're describing, it, it doesn't sound like that's how like like of course there's going to be some bad actors in terms of trying to manipulate the system and stuff, but it is so readily available to, to grow your own here. And it's relatively easy to get your own prescription to like, you know, it, like it's relatively easy if, if you have the money, like, <coughs> excuse me, if you've got the few hundred bucks to pay for the prescription, which is unfortunate in a public healthcare system, but that's the way she'd be with cannabis. Um, you have a lot of freedoms, you know, six grams, 30 some plants, you know, that's, that's a lot. Anyone can do that. Now, the caregiver program would be like, I just, I just think we'd have, we have a lot less people using the caregiving program because I feel like there's just more access to it. Yeah. Well, and then also with the thing there is, is it's medical, right? Well, why doesn't your insurance cover it? Why can't you pay your caregiver with your medical card or with your insurance card? Your, your, well, your we're provider. starting. We are start. We are. We, you can now get cannabis covered on your insurance. Hell yeah, Canada. That's because it's federally legal in Canada. Right. It's yeah, not right. federally legal. Now, and and, and, and also keep in mind, though, it, it's federally legal, but private industries can do whatever the fuck they want, right? Um, but we do have we do have public health care system, or uh, public health care and public insurance. Um, so, yeah, it, we are finding now that you are able to. Uh, I, I get it's a tax write-off for myself. Any purchase towards medical is an entire tax write-off. And it's been wow. incredible. It is. It's an incredible feeling walking in there with butane receipts and, you know, bong <laughs> receipts. And, and I'm just like, because it's all accessories to the cause, seat. man. And, uh, and I feel like, like anyone else, I, I, I should have access. I should be entitled to have my, you know, if, if, if for example, I had, you know, a, maybe it's not the greatest ex correlation but you know if somebody has like respiratory issues or leg like physical issues anything that you purchase to assist with those issues is going to be a write-off you know if you need one of those those chairs that ride you up your stairs that's a write-off because yeah. you need it for your medical condition it is no different than needing to get a bong or well under the law, under the <laughs> okay, it's a little bit. It's a little. Bit. I can but it's in the, the ballpark. Bottom. But it's in the but ballpark. It's, but it's an accessory to my medical. Uh, it's kind of yeah. When you say it like that, it, it, it doesn't you know, sound. It doesn't quite come off as right. But I knew that wasn't the right correlation when I started. But anyways, that's that's my point. It's a medical expense, and it's a it's a it's a write off. So, so as would, would you be, a, be caregiver. a caregiver, would would you consider if you could grow for people? Would you consider being a caregiver? Like maybe for your room? Oh, your roommate's not really smoking, right? Talking to me? Yeah, you, you're Chris, right? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Grow It. I apologize. Mr. Grow You guys are talking over each yeah. other. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Um, we do that. That's why we, we do that with each other. So there's not really a benefit to being a caregiver in my particular state. Um, well, if you could grow you for You can't people. grow it. And, and, 
Like, I mean, what would I do? Would I sell it and then I keep the profits and stuff like that? I mean, yeah, I mean, if there was something along those lines, I'd, I'd consider it. But right now it's just there's one caregiver per medical patient and, uh, you know, one patient per caregiver type thing. So it's not like I can I would be able to grow for a, a wide amount of people. Uh, if that was an option and, and there was some sort of, you know, profit or – I mean, there wouldn't even need to be profit, you know, if I knew a handful of people or if I knew some people who had a medical condition, sure, I'd definitely grow for them and, and help them out and, and provide to them for, for free or whatever. Like, that's no problem because I do have the capacity. I am able to physically grow plants and stuff like that. So if that was an option, sure, I'd definitely consider it and, and probably do it. Um, my question for you guys, I think we kind of briefly talked about it, but what do you actually need to do to become a caregiver in your state? You know, my state, I already kind of told, mentioned what it was. You have to be at least 18 years old, physician's approval, um, and that's kind of pretty much it. Uh, do you guys have to pay a fee to be in there? Uh, and do you have to have a certain number of um, patients that you provide for, uh, and so on and so forth, or what? It's $15 per carrier. Maybe it's 30 now, but it's a two-year card, so it's not much. But anybody who's not a felon who's over 21 can be a caregiver. So if you got a felony, you can't oh, be a caregiver. You can be a patient, but you can't be a caregiver. Hmm. So it's it's a little different. But the fee is nothing. It's minimal. You know, for, before recreational came around for medical, you'd be paying about like 250 maybe $300 with your appointment and your fee to the state. So that was where it was less attractive for some people. Now it's cheap. They've dropped the price and it's for two years. I think it's like 120 bucks or 130 bucks. It's, it's pretty cheap, but the caregiver side is still like unbelievably affordable. And if you want to be a caregiver, you know, just be able to provide the service. You don't have to be the greatest grower, but if you're a few steps ahead, then it's like, hey, I can help somebody who can't do it. You know, there's a guy in the Forestman Growers Club who has his nurses. He's a quadriplegic and he has his nurses growing for him. They're his caregivers, legitimately, mm -hmm. and they also grow his weed. So it's like the, if he had a buddy who was better than his nurses who know nothing that he's giving all the information to, he's watching our content and then telling them what to do, then he, if he'd have a blessing, man. His life would be a lot easier. But no one's – I mean, I literally tried for a few months. I posted it in the 420 Growers Club on the website and Discord. I'm like, anybody in this area who's looking for a patient, cool guy, needs a patient. Hmm. Nothing. And, and so you would sell your homegrown stuff to them for whatever price you said, or, or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, well, for me, I just give my shit away for free because I've got extra. So I'd give them two and a half Zs for free, or I'd cover their expenses, their card and everything, and then give them the extra. They're not going to get, like, top-choice buds unless they're coming to trim those top-choice buds. But for fee why then even still, like, the fee is uh, nothing. It's, like, cost. You know, like, it's really fucking cheap. I'm not that guy out here trying to make profit off of it because that's not my for source sure. of income. For sure, for sure. But it makes it so my cost of growing is doesn't exist. I don't have a cost to grow, you know, which is very nice. Now, you said you got no fee there, P? No, because I noticed that is, like, when I filled out my application, it's literally a box to check. Um, and But you're, you're filing everything through Health Canada, so the government's already got you. think it's all your information and everything. So as far as I know, you, of course, you've got to be of legal age. Um, I, I, I don't think it, uh, like a record matters. Um, but, uh, is it just, yeah, it's a box to check. It's a box to check. Um, you can take on as many patients as you want. That's yeah. That's where I, 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 I would have to check out. Um, but I, I think at a certain point, like your designated grower is going to be somebody at their house. Right. So we have unbelievable lit plant limits. Like, 
with myself, I, I can grow up to 32 plants. So if that's I took crazy. on another patient of equal size, that's 60 plants. I, I, I don't think I could even do it in my house anymore. So I think it really comes down to what you can fit in your house. Because if you're going to go outside and start like taking up more land and property, well, now you start, you got to start getting more permits and stuff. You got to get approvals and so on and so forth. So you're entering into a different kind of realm at that point. So I'm not, uh, honestly, how many, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, I wouldn't imagine it'd be too many. Yeah. And, and it's crazy when you look at, I'd have to say the differences between where are the three places that we're at and how dramatically different these caregiver systems are. I mean, it's yours and I are a lot more comparable people, but even still in that sense, that's fucking great. 30, 30, yeah. like yeah, fuck. Sure. They were counting, a lot of plants. <laughs> they were counting of cuts at one point here in Michigan. Right. They count cuts. And now it's anything with roots. But even also for your weight, they're counting stems and seeds. And hopefully you don't have a bunch of seeds. But, you know, everything, all of your shit, scraps. So it, the restrictions have gone up and down and up and down and opened up now with people not getting the medical side more. They're like, fuck, this is revenue for us that we're losing. So let's be more lenient and let's, let's give them a little bit more, you know. And I think until the caregiver system and the patient system is, is refined and done right, and unified and, and comparable in more places, it's going to be hard to like advertise it, so to speak. It's it's not known. It's like a underground thing. It's like, oh shit, I can be a caregiver, have five fucking patients. What? And I already have five friends who already come to me all the time that I hook up. Like, dude, cool. And this system, this system isn't going to be championed in my country because home growers don't have any influence on the market in terms of benefiting the government. All these producers are registered through the government. They had to go through all the hoops and all, all of that, check all their boxes and go through all the regulations. And they have to pay their fees. You know what I mean? So it's like, whereas as a home grower, you're almost disconnected from that system. So the huge, huge push for people or from the government for people is to get go to a registered producer. Get your weed from someone who's registered they go through the checks they get the balances and then that's where it comes back to that choice are you going through are you going through to choose government weed or are you going to go with the the el natural or that good shit mm -mm. i think mm -mm. on that note man that, that kind of covers it pretty well you got anything else to add chris yeah no nah, i just want to know in the comment section what your laws are where you live as far as caregiver like we've got three different areas here and three different sets of laws that, that vary quite a bit in some cases um, what is it like in the state you live? You know, what are the requirements to be a caregiver? Also, let us know what your medical laws are, right? Because that kind of relates uh, pretty closely with what the caregiver laws will be, how those relate together. Um, yeah, drop it down in the comment section below. Love to know. Absolutely. And if you like conversations like this, do us a favor, smash that like button. It helps uh, Susan and YouTube know that y'all fox with us. You know what I'm saying? Hey. That being said, Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, yeah. rating yeah. and review. Uh, we got quite a few stacking up. Nice. I love reading those every week. Thanks, every guys. couple weeks, Appreciate I pop that. in there, and uh, I gotta go look. I haven't even keeps seen us them. going. It definitely <laughs> keeps us going. Having thank that you. positive feedback in there, so thank you to those who have done that. Fuck yeah! With that being said, it's your boy Rob from CLTV Pigeon Four Twenty and Mister Grow It. We will see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.